Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm here with our kids and YA specialist Sarah, and we are sitting across from Jacqueline Harvey. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you're in here today uh, to sign some copies of Alice Miranda Keeps the Beat. I am. Yes, <laughs> number eighteen in the Alice Miranda series. I can't believe it's eighteen. I can't yeah. believe it's eighteen either. It's been kind of a whirlwind to have thought. Who would have thought we would have had that many? And it's 10 years. 10 years next year. So the first Alice Miranda came out on the 1st of February 2010. So it will be 10 years next year. And uh, there will be the 19th book will come out next year. I, I would have liked to have, you know, cracked the 20th book in the 10th year. But um, I'm also writing Kenzie and Max. And I'm doing two books a year in that new series. Uh, wow. And I'm still writing Clementine Rose as well, so the, the writing workload tends to be, it's a bit much. <laughs> so with all three series, how many books is that in nine years? Uh, it's actually, this book will be the 35th book in nine years. Wow, I don't think you need to be setting yourself any more no. goals. That's like, <laughs> no way. I'm well actually, done. <laughs> I, I really need to kind of get on top of things and then just have a little breathing space. So That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and they're not short either. You know, the Alice Miranda books are sort of yeah. roughly around sort of six early sixty thousands. Mm. Um, nice Kenzie Max, books. yeah, about sort of fifty five thousand, fifty fifty five, and Clemmy Clemmy's my little you know sharp <laughs> short ones at eighteen thousand. <laughs> so, oh, gosh, that is impressive. Mm. And so nine years ago, or let's say ten years mm-hmm. ago, or I don't know how long. Did you ever think no. that it would be like this? Look, you always hope. I think as a writer, you always hope that you know something will really click with children and that they will they will take that character to their hearts. But I no, I couldn't have imagined the just the the sheer dedication of you know the Alice Miranda readership and you know the the fact that I still I, I get emails every day from children and I get. Uh, lots of suggestions from children about where she should that where she should go next or what she should do, um, and really super dedicated fan base. So um, no, and 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 also what's lovely is kids have grown up with her now. So you know if if children started reading her when they were sort of eight or nine, you know they're teenagers. And and I had the funniest email last year. There was um, around about uh, HSC time. And I got an email from this lovely girl and she said, look, I'm doing my HSC at the moment. I know I really should be revising my English works, but actually I've just reread the entire Alice Miranda series <laughs> because it's just made me feel really good. And so I love that, that, you know, people haven't given, your kids um, haven't given up on her um, because they've gotten too old. They, If they love her, they love her. So Well, those That's books amazing. you love when you're yeah, growing up mm. become comfort reads for your whole I life. I wish I had these when I was little. <laughs> yeah. I loved these. Yeah, me too. That's why I wrote them. <laughs> so that's what every children's author comes in and says. They're like, I just, I'm writing the books that I wanted as a kid. Yes, and that's really true. Yeah. I, I wrote the book that, you know, I, I took about two and a half years to write the first book in this series because I had no pressure and no contracts. I didn't know if anyone would ever want to publish it. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write the book that I would have wanted to read if I was, like, you know, nine years old. So that's what I did. And, uh, yeah, it seems to have gone okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get younger readers? Like jumping on the Alice Miranda train. Oh yeah, very much so. And a, a lot of uh, a lot of parents will read these books to their children when they're quite young. So um, it just just at the weekend, I was at a festival in Perth, and it wasn't about Alice Miranda. It was actually about Clementine Rose that the parents wanted to to come and talk to me about. But they had quite young children, and they said um, the, this husband and wife that I met at the, the Scribblers Festival, and they said 
we fight over who gets to read oh. at night time to our children. And I thought that's fantastic. And then they said that they had just started reading Alice Miranda to their kids and with the kids. Um, so, um, and what I really loved though, the dad, he said, he said, I can't tell you. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. We've got some noise in the background. <laughs> it's I, literally um, been quiet yeah. all afternoon. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, they're doing books. a lot of stuff out in the uh, Books out in the warehouse, being so. thrown around in the warehouse. <laughs> they are. But yeah, this dad We're said to me, uh, he said, uh, he said, you know, I have to tell you too that you've made a grown man cry <laughs> numerous times. Oh, that what better compliment? I know. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was lovely. <laughs> Like, obviously, you write for the kids and you want the kids to love it, but knowing that the parents love it too, like, yeah. that's really special. Oh, it's fantastic. It really is. It, it made, I, I said to him, you know, you've made my day. You've made my year. With <laughs> a comment like that, it's fantastic. So, yes, you do get younger readers coming on board. And I think the beauty of having written a series with as many books as this, if a, a young reader, you know, if an eight, nine-year-old gets into these books, there are so many for them to go on with. And, and now they don't have to wait for the next one because they're all there on the shelf. So... I love coming to a series that's like got lots of books already published. Yeah. It's the best feeling. Yeah. You can binge read. Yes, absolutely. It's a bit like it's a bit like not being on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is not as innovative as it, no. as it wants to be, I think. No. People have been binging content for years. <laughs> yeah. Yes, book content. But so but speaking of television, mm-hmm. Alice Miranda TV. Yeah, it's being uh, Alice Miranda is currently in production as a um, a television movie. Uh, so it's uh, a co-production between SLR Productions, uh, who are based in Sydney, uh, The Nine Network, ZDF Enterprises in Germany, and Screen Australia. So it's, uh, it's, it's one of those moments where you kind of think, wow, it, it all came together and it's all happening. So I've actually, uh, I've seen the, what they call the animatic, I was gonna which ask. is like the, the rough copy, if you like. Um, it's very sweet. It's, uh, it, it's going to be a gorgeous movie. It's, and the colorization uh, panels that I've just seen, or I don't know the technical term for it, but it's really beautiful and such high-end artwork, really, really gorgeous. And she looks exactly like she looks on the covers. So I'm really thrilled about that. Oh, that's mm. awesome. And this cover, we haven't really spoken much about this book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, could you just tell for the people who are listening a little bit about what Keeps the Beat is? Okay, so um, Keeps the Beat is all about, uh, Alice Miranda goes back to school. She's She's been away quite a bit. You know, she's had adventures in she China and she's had adventures. Yeah. <laughs> Her previous adventure to this one was in Scotland. And uh, this one, I thought, well, no, they need to go back to school. And I thought there needs to be a, bit of t- be a bit of turmoil within the school. And what better turmoil to have than the teachers all sort of like not liking each other <laughs> and uh, there being some sort of weird things going on with the staff. And and uh, Miss Reedy, who is the uh, she's she's the English teacher in the school, but she's currently running the school because Miss Grimm is on maternity leave. Miss Reedy seems to have turned into a complete tyrant. Uh, but then another teacher, uh, Miss Wall. She has been elevated to the status of deputy of the school and she seems to be running amok as well. She's sort of the deputy turned diva. And so there's all this background stuff going on with the the teachers and a big mystery about, well, why are they all behaving badly? Um, But at the same time, Alice Miranda and her friends, um, as the story opens pretty much, they're uh, having a barbecue with one of the girl's mums at her little um, her cottage in the in the village, and when they're walking back to school, they see smoke on the, coming from the village, and they run back to the village, and there's a there's a big fire, yeah. and so it's a, a a restaurant in the village which has a home above it which is on fire, and and it's all quite dramatic, and Alice Miranda and her friends actually rescue this lovely family. 
and uh, make you know uh, they actually you know put themselves into a little bit of danger but it's Alice Miranda you know it's all going to work out well (laughs) in the end so um but then the kids are really keen to um they're, they're really keen to help this family and so they try and work out what is it that they can do to assist them to get back on their feet and uh, one of the things they end up on, they, they end up on a TV show called Tildy's Toast of the Town. And Tildy's Toast of the Town <laughs> is six good news stories at six o'clock every evening rather than, you know, the, the terrible doom stories. Yeah, doom and gloom. <laughs> and one of the things that the host, uh, Tildy McGilvray, says to them is, well, you know, what do you think you might do to help the family? And... Uh, and one of the kids says, oh, we could, do, we could do a cake stall. And no, that's not going to raise enough money. And somebody makes another comment. And, and in the background, one of the girls who's, who's actually, she's not a very nice girl at the school, but she's sort of jealous that she's not on telly and she wasn't part of it. She says, concert, concert. And so then they think a concert, but then it turns into actually a big music festival. Oh. And so it keeps the beat is all about how they're going to not only have the festival, but, you know, keep everything running to time and running as it should. So it's all very exciting. And the, the festival in the end, um, yeah, it's really good fun. Oh, it sounds amazing. So do we see Alice Miranda jumping on a drum kit anytime soon? Uh, well, she does, hold, she does have a pair of drumsticks in her hands, on the, in, her, in her hand on the cover. And yes, it's not just for show. Uh, there's, a, there's a very cute sort of revelation in this book that um, uh, one of the, the older characters in the story, uh, Reg Parker, he may have been in a very famous band when he was a young man. And so Alice Miranda's discovered this. this. (laughs) And Reg is now teaching her to be a drummer. And then we also discover that one of uh, Reg's brother-in-law, Stan, he was part of this band as well. And so the thing is, you know, when you're trying to raise money, you've got to have uh, a a range of talent that will appeal to, you know, the oldies as well as the young people. And when they they find out that, you know, (laughs) that this is... And and, uh, what I love is... um, so when the the adults like they're the surprise act at the concert at the end of the festival and the all the sort of everybody over 40 just goes crazy <laughs> so and all the kids are like what who are they and they, they never realized that they had no, members of this band no so, oh, that's, no so that's they're very hard. much on the down low these guys <laughs> it's really cute that well that sounds incredibly heartwarming and fun yeah it is it is lots <laughs> of good fun and it's um yeah, it's, it's very much in the vein of all the Alice Miranda books that I've written that, you know, it is about mystery. There's always a big mystery to solve or a couple of mysteries to solve, lots of adventures to be had. You know, there's good kids and, and not so good kids and same with the adults as well. But it's um, there's a lot of great life lessons, I think, in Alice Miranda. What more could you ask for? Yep. And now, before the podcast, you were kind of blowing our minds with a, a story of something that happened to you. Yes, just recently. recently. Yeah. Would you care to um, elaborate on that? Yeah, story? yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually a, a really big advocate for you know there's no boys' books, there's no girls' books, there's just books, and I think um, something that we suffer from a lot is girls will read books with a boy on the cover without much you know without much too much encouragement. Mm. They they just don't seem to be an issue. Whereas some boys, and I say some because I know times are changing and and people are more aware of this now, but you know, you do encounter sometimes where a boy will go, oh, I'm not reading that book. It's got a girl on the cover. <laughs> and I think um, as adults, it's really be holding on us to send, you know, to help kids get beyond that. Because when we say to a, a boy, um, you know, that, that that's okay to be disparaging of a book with a girl on the cover, we're, we're really kind of saying, well, books about girls don't matter. And mm. books about girls aren't as important as books about boys. And, uh, you know, I, I really feel like, in this day and age we need to get beyond that and 
I was actually in a school recently. Um, I was um, doing some school visits uh, and I walked into a school and asked who I was going to speak to and I was told that I was going to speak to the U3 and 4 girls. And I knew it was a co-ed school and I was so disappointed that that would happen in this day and age. And I did ask, you know, are, you know, are the boys flying on rockets to the moon or something at the moment? Or are they, <laughs> what are they doing that's so exciting? And no, the decision had been taken by someone within the school that I only wrote books for girls. At which point, you know, my head is about to explode because that's not true at all. And, and that, that's the thing, Alice Miranda has loads of boys in it. You know, there yeah. are tons of boys in the stories. And... It, it's um, it's got a boys' school in the stories as well, and uh, so anyway, I, I did sort of ask perhaps if uh, someone might reconsider that decision. <laughs> and uh, yes, mm -hmm. um, and and they did. And the upshot of that at the end was that I got a, a message that night from a mum of a child who a boy who had been in that group, who said that her son is an incredibly reluctant reader had come home that night, had spruiked every story that I'd told, had <laughs> asked um, could he read my, one of my books and had already the next day um, was you know, part way through it and telling her how much he loved it. And I thought, you know, it's, it's really a shame if you, if you don't expose kids, mm. boys, to, you know, to female authors and to books that have, you know, I mean, Kenzie and Max is about a girl and a boy. It's not as yeah. if I, you know, only have books that have girls on the cover. And even if I did, it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. No, it shouldn't matter. And I think, you know, if you, if you put it in the context, and I think this is kind of a powerful way to put it, if I, I actually did say, you know, go and ask the people who make the, made this decision. If I was Morris Weitzman or if I was Andy Griffiths or if I was Aaron Blaby, would they have taken the girls out of those talks? And of course the answer is no. Not in a million years. Not in a million mm. years. And, you know, it's, I think it's just a really important issue that we need to keep front of mind and keep thinking about. And, you know, I, I, have, a, I have an incredible uh, a boy who, is, who has been one of my most ardent Alice Miranda fans and he has come to lots and lots of my book launches, lots of events. He has the best name in the world. And in fact, I'm not going to say it on air because if you want to know what his name is, you only have to read the third Kenzie and Max book because I actually made him a character in Kenzie and Max. Um, and, you know, I, I did, I have said to him at times, you know, do you, does it bother you that there's a girl on the cover? And he says, you know, he just said to me, he said, no, he said, they're really fun adventures. They've got great characters. There's loads of boys. I just love them. And so, you know, and why shouldn't it be? Why like should generations it? of young girls can read Harry Potter and love Harry exactly. Potter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or generations of girls yeah. read. You know, um, they're they're reading the Treehouse, or they're reading, um, you know, lots of books that are more male oriented, if you like. Then um, it works both ways. It cuts both ways. It definitely mm -hmm. should. And it's, I really don't feel like most of the time it's a genuine thing coming from the kids. It's, it's learned behaviour from the kids. From it's, adults. it's absolutely learned behaviour from the adults. And, and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's not... disappointing because you know I've I've been uh, I've been at a signing where I had a boy. He literally flew across the shopping centre in, in a Westfields that I was in one day to the to the bookshop that I was in. And he was saying to his dad, 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 that's her, that's the, that's the one, she's the one, she came to our school, I really want that book. And he wanted uh, Alice Miranda Through the Rescue, which has a green cover with a picture of Alice Miranda wearing a pair of jeans and holding a cavoodle puppy. And the dad, I, and I kid you not, oh, the dad no. walked up to, the, to oh, no. the counter with me and he looked at the book and he turned to his son and he said, mate, you don't want that book got a girl on the cover in front That's of you terrible. in front of me in front of me and i actually said to him did you just hear what you said what did he do oh we walked away <laughs> i was just about to say that like, i don't even think 
think it's a malicious conscious thing. We just no. do it subconsciously, but, but clearly, sometimes I guess no. It is. That's a very overt. <laughs> Well, it was, a, it was a pretty horrible reaction and, and oh a really disappointing God. reaction. And the little boy was devastated. He's like, but I really do want that story. I want that book. But he will take that to heart because yeah. his dad has said it to yeah. him. And yeah. So, so it's, it's how, so how we as adults, you know, yeah. um, put those values onto the children. Yeah, something to Just think about. Just sitting here fuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I, I prefer but, the yeah, other yeah, story yeah. that had a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, look, you know, as I said, times are changing. Things are changing. But yeah. uh, it's it's a slow change in some quarters. <sighs> Still fuming. <laughs> well, we can talk about happier things. <laughs> yes. 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 Let's yeah, let's just let's move on. Can on. we ask what's up next? What's, what's up next? Well, <laughs> well, I've I've actually been um, I, I've been working flat out on the next Kenzie and Max book, which will be number four in that series, which is sort of blows my mind too that I feel like that, so that, yeah, that's been uh, that, the first book, the came, first book out came out in February last year oh and the gosh. second one came out in September and the third one's just come out in February I thought um, I was misremembering when the first no, one was no, it's no, really no, been that it's, it's just been a, it's just been a year and a bit so wow, um, and then the fourth one will come out um, it's called Kenzie Max Out of Sight and I think it's got the coolest cover of I mean it's, it's just a great cover it's got the Eiffel Tower in the background so oh, wow. you can see that part of their adventure at least will take them to Paris uh, they're dressed all in black. Uh, it's lots of lots of mystery to solve, and, and obviously because Kenzie and Max have belonged to a, a particularly impressive spy organisation <laughs> called Pharos. Um, you know, they I've been having a lot of fun with this one with all the sort of mind blowing gadgets that I think I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't invent yeah. like, <laughs> ridiculous things. But Kenzie's been really busy. She's been making all of these miniature. Uh, like insects she's been making these mechanized insect insects and um she had a bee but she hadn't worked out what sort of poison she could put into the sting that wouldn't be too you know too bad just <laughs> really just a sting rather you just want to incapacitate not yeah. like kill she, she now has a butterfly and the butterfly has the capacity to be able to spray like a mist and so she was testing it though with her mother's chanel number five oh, okay. <laughs> and i was like where's my perfume gone and then she goes down into the workshop she's like have you been using my perfume in that butterfly um so yeah lots of fun with those guys and uh so yeah that'll be september then i'm uh, i'm going to have a new uh, clementine rose book out in december if i can write that very soon and uh and then there'll be another kenzie max in march and then there'll be the 19th alice brand will come out next june june so I've got um, you know quite a few things plotted into the future or planned into the future. Not necessarily all plotted yet, but planned. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of um, yeah lots of stuff to do. Which, as a writer, can I tell you, it's a, it's a very privileged and amazing place to be to know what you're going to work on because it's you know we know it's a tough game. And somewhere in between the writing of all those books, the movie comes yes, out. Yes, the movie. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know exactly the you know when the movie will be out, but I do know it's, it is meant to be delivered to the network sometime late this year, so we will have to wait and see what happens that with that. That is so exciting. But yeah, it is, it's super exciting. And, and as I said, you know, things, one of those things that you kind of, you know, you put in your imagine if that happened basket, but you never really think that it will. So no, it's very exciting. And uh, I can imagine it will hopefully too also um, spark a whole other, you know, a whole new legion of Alice Miranda yeah, readers. Yeah, I was just going to think of all um, the new readers. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's a lovely story. And it's very, it is quite closely based on the first book and the third book. So they've sort of, they've sort of got this script which mixes the first and the third 
and has the title of the eighth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true believers will be cross and will be saying, but it's not exactly the same. <laughs> but, you know, we all know what it's like with books and movies and, you know, TV shows. There's always a bit of variance between oh, it's Some of my favourite conversations like, well, in the book, yes, yeah. it's a little bit different. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't wait for the emails from kids saying, but that's not exactly how it happens in the stories. But, you know, then you'll get kids who... We'll watch the movie and then go and read the book and, and you know, part different. of the fun is, is working out. I, I can remember um, I, I loved the book Matilda and when the movie came out, I was really worried that I wouldn't like the movie because, well, for a start, the parents, it, well, the, the family is American instead of English in the mm-hmm. story and I actually love that movie of, you know, I, I think Danny DeVito is so great well. in, in it and I think, it, yeah, I mean, Rhea Pillman and Danny DeVito were kind of perfect to play those horrible parents. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it didn't detract from the book. It just kind of added another level of conversation, as you said. I think that's really true that sometimes the best adaptations aren't strictly faithful. Yeah. It's like a cover of a song that you love. It's like the same, but... Yeah, it's but got its, its own different. little mix-up to it. It's only got yeah. its own little sort of quirks to it. And I think that's how this will go too. And it's it's been great. I've, I had, um, you know, I, I've been able to read the script as it's developed along the way and... Um, I listened to the you know the the actors the voice actors for it. I'm I'm so excited. Some of the voice actors are people who I thought you know who I know who they are, and I was like, oh, that's so exciting that yeah. you know X is going to play the character of you know of, of Y. So uh, yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. Oh, now I want to know the cast. Yeah, I, know. I, mean, you can't <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. There's so much exciting stuff on the horizon for you. There is. It's lots of exciting stuff, and and you know I've just been touring. Um, I think I was saying to you earlier, yesterday was my 16th flight since the 24th of February, so I've been all over Australia um, doing lots and lots of events, which has been brilliant because one of the the greatest joys of my life as an author is to meet the kids who read the books and to hear from them and, you know, hear hear what they want to know and what they enjoy. And uh, yesterday, actually, no, yesterday I was on a plane coming back from Perth, (laughs) the day before when I I did an event at, at a festival in Perth, and at the end, honestly, like uh, this this boy, he was probably about he's probably about ten or eleven, and he actually came up onto the stage just as I was packing up to go, and uh, and he just looked at me and he said that was brilliant. He oh. said I have I that was awesome, and I just looked at him and you know it brings tears to my eyes when kids come and when when they come and make that real genuine sort of connection, and you think, wow, thank you, like it it makes all that huge amounts of hard work really really worthwhile and. <sighs> You know, I do feel blessed. I have the best job in the world. Certainly yeah. the best job for me. So It does sound like the best job in the yeah. world. It really does. You want to quit everything and <laughs> yeah. become a children's writer. <laughs> become a children's writer. Yeah, travel around Australia, meet kids. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah, no, I have had one vomit on my shoes one day. So, you know, like there are, there are down days. So it's not too. all great. <laughs> it's not all. It's not all super. <laughs> so. Well, you could have fooled me. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're out of time, so thank you so much for coming in today, Jacqueline. My it's pleasure. And I, I hope that all that bashing about, you know, doesn't uh, <laughs> interrupt our... Surprisingly, <laughs> it's loud to us, but hopefully it's, it's the microphone quiet. really just picks up our... <laughs> it's a very you... busy place. Booktopia is extremely busy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no books were damaged in the making of this podcast. <laughs> or, or we <laughs> hope. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And you can get Alice Miranda Keeps the Beat from booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV.
And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.